Good morning to the 10 a.m. How's everyone? Awesome. Um, I would like to thank the church for giving me this opportunity to speak to you today. It is an honor and a privilege. Um, before I start, a uh, short story. So, um, there once lived a man and a woman who were neighbors, um, and they lived in a very tightly knit uh, community, so they were next door neighbors. So this uh, lady had a habit of praying out loudly. Every time she prayed, she would pray out loud. And this irritated uh, the neighbor next door because, you know, he also did not believe in God. So, you know, he, he would get very irritated. So in the morning, she would pray something like, um, God, thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made, and I will be glad uh, and rejoice in it. And then in the afternoon, it would be another prayer. In the evening, it would be another prayer. And um, what happened next was, you know, one of her paychecks for her pension didn't come through on time. So she fell on hard times. And, um, you know, as usual, she started praying out loud, God, you know where I am, you know the struggles that I'm having, I don't have groceries, um, and etc. And the gentleman next door was listening in to this prayer. And he hashed up a plan and quickly went to the closest shops, bought some groceries, and he came back with them, put them at the door of this lady, rang the bell, and then hid behind, um, behind this bush. So the lady uh, comes out, and to her surprise, there's uh, groceries, exactly what she was praying for. And, you know, uh, she starts praying, um, and she's praying, thank you, God, because you are my provider, you're faithful to your word, uh, and all that. And just as she said, amen, this neighbor then jumps out of the bush and said, aha, I got you. That was not your God who bought those uh, groceries. It was me who did that, not your God. And the lady takes this receipt, she checks it out, looks this guy in the face and says, it was my God who provided. He just used the devil this time. <laughs> so we serve a God who uses any situation and anyone to provide for our needs. Today, I am going to be sharing with you my hope... Uh, song, uh, my hope story, from the book of Psalms, uh, and it's from uh, chapter 1, and it reads, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on this law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. I'm going to focus more on this particular part of, um, of this verse, which reads, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Growing up, I was never the brightest crayon in the box. 
that is academically. I vividly, I vividly remember that I struggled a lot in primary school to achieve good grades. So much so that when I was in grade five, I remember my mother coming for consultation day with my teacher, Ben, who was a lady. And after having a long discussion about my performance and what she thought was going on with me, I remember vividly her saying to my mother, sorry, he will not amount to anything in life. As young as I was at that point, I did not fully grasp the impact that the statement was going to have in my life. I progressed through my schooling and those words affected me significantly. You see, what happened was that those words had settled in my subconscious and they had become truth. And in all that, my self-esteem was affected. I'd like to point out that just as the psalmist uses the analogy of a tree planted by the stream, we all need to be aware of the pollution that the tree is exposed to. Such as the scoffers who will speak lies into our lives. But the pollution can be filtered by deep roots in God, his word, and his truth. Some quick facts. A quick fact. According to the BRM Institute and collaborating scientists in the field of neuroscience who monitored subjects' brain responses to auditory and imagined negative words, their study proved that negative words release stress and anxiety-inducing hormones in subjects. That is the power of words. I went on to complete my ordinary level and progressed to doing my advanced level. I failed dismally my A-levels. And I did not think I could do anything academically as those words continued playing in my mind. My, my self-esteem continued to plummet. I went into different ventures after school and all of them failed. And as I continued to ponder upon this, the failures, this became a, re a reality in my life that I'm never going to amount to anything. And this, this is because I couldn't see any fruit coming in any direction. Academically, nothing was working out. 
in, 20, in 2009, a friend of mine from church who had noticed my struggles approached me and encouraged me with a scripture. And this is a scripture that most of us know. And it comes from Jeremiah 29, verse 11, which reads, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future. I'd like to point out that when we look at this scripture, something that is very significant is for us to remember that when um, the prophet Jeremiah actually was uh, prophesying to the children of Israel at this time, they were in captivity. And it took me back even into my own situation that at that very same time, I was in captivity to, the, to that lie that was spoken into my life. And I think many of us can identify with this where you can still be in captivity to the words that might have been spoken into, your, into our lives, the actions that could have been done into our lives. He also challenged me to further my studies. And I gathered up the courage and enrolled to study a bachelor in science degree at a local university back in Zim. I applied, and to my surprise, I was, uh, I was selected. I enrolled and began the program. I would be lying if I said that it was a walk in the park. It wasn't. But God had me through it all. In 2012, on the 19th of October, it's one of those days that I'll never forget. As you can see with the photo back there, I graduated with a degree that I never thought I would. I remember vividly after that moment, my mom ran to me and she gave me a big hug. And she looked me straight in my eyes and said, it is done. That which someone had said could never be done. It is done. Today, I just want to encourage someone that you might have words that might have been spoken to you over your life. Or you might have something that could have been done in your life that the very same God who did it for me can do it for you as well. As I was preparing this message, I've got two points that I just want to, to share with you on the area of, of fruitfulness. Point number one is fruitfulness is not an event. It's a process. The psalmist clearly points out that as long as the tree is planted by the streams, 
its leaves will not wither. And that is so true even about our own lives. As long as we make that conscious decision to be planted by God's living waters, we will not wither. The second point is that fruitfulness comes from vulnerability and the admission of our weakness. You see, our ability to bear fruit in any aspect of our lives is determined by our ability to surrender our fears, our failures, and our guilt to God. I have a quote that I want to share with you, which, uh, which came from Thomas Merton. And the quote reads, The fruitfulness of our lives depends in large measure in our ability to doubt our own words and to question the value of our own work. The man who completely trusts in his own estimate of himself is doomed to sterility. Some scripture just to also add on to that quote. Second Corinthians 12 verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. As I close up and come to an end, I just want to encourage you with these words. Don't listen to the scoffers. As it says, blessed is the man who does not sit in the seat of scoffers. Listen to God. Blessed is the man who meditates on his words day and night. Then you will be like a tree planted in streams of his living water. Don't listen to the pollution of scoffers. Listen to the word of life. God himself. That is what leads to fruit. That is my story. Thank you so much. <laughs>